What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Eastless Braves Podcast, and we're here to talk something more exciting about the weather. I'm your host, John McKay, and on the other side is that lovely voice, that radio voice from Murray, Kentucky, Sammy Valley. Sammy, how's it going? Oh, it's good, John. You're right. The weather, uh, certainly not something to uh, talk about. We got we got better things to talk about, and that's why they play, you know, spring training games in the warmth, right? Mm-hmm. Especially either in Florida or Arizona. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that is right. Anyway, it's good. Um, How are you? I'm pretty good, pretty good. Um, is your bracket already busted? You know what? I stopped doing a bracket a uh, long time ago. Um, I, 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 I would used to do one at the, the radio station I worked at. I was pretty good at it because mm-hmm. um, me just listening – and I used to watch a lot of college basketball and everything, and I, I just don't watch enough college basketball nowadays. Uh, you know, surprisingly enough, even with my kids out of the house and not, um, you know, involved in high school stuff, I'm still very busy. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I just haven't watched enough college basketball to do a bracket. Uh, and, and when my kids were in the house, we used to do a bracket. Uh, you know, just amongst ourselves. And uh, so I, I just don't do it. I, I just like it. Uh, I guess it's like the NBA playoffs. I like the NBA playoffs because it seems to me that's where all the drama is. And it's all the drama in the NCAA tournament to see who the Cinderella team, you know, like your your Princetons, uh, you know, and, and, and those like that and, and how they're going to do against the big boys. And it's so much fun to watch watch those guys. And I know in the end it's probably going to end up being – you know the the big schools that uh, come out the winning uh, on the winning side, but it's fun to watch that. So I don't know—is your bracket busted already? On, on oh, uh, oh yeah, on I had one? Furman and I, I had Princeton going on. I had a couple others, but hey, yeah. props to the Tigers. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing, thing I like the, the other thing I like too is I like, um, it, and I know you do this all the time too. Um, just because of, of your eyesight. But I like listening. Uh, you know, I get a chance to listen to the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I will end up listening. As soon as it came on yesterday, I started listening to games. Um, you know, and, and that was fun. What was it, the Maryland-West Virginia game I was listening to, I guess. And, and what other, other games that I could find. I, I just like listening to them as well. It's just fun, you know, that's just me in old school, you know, listening to games on oh, the radio. Yeah. Speaking of awesome radio voices, the Braves have some awesome radio voices, and the Braves are, you know, playing in uh, spring training right now. Yes, um, you know, they're. I, I tend to look at spring training as more. I, I don't tend to look at spring training and say, "Oh, oh, the Braves are," you know, they're they're on a roll, they're winning, they're, they've got they're they're great, you know, they're good. Mm-hmm. I don't look at it that way. I, I just look and see who. You know, like last year was keeping up with Michael Harris and how he did. Uh, this year, it seems to be it's uh, you know uh, what might complete the uh, rotation is that Schuster guy. You know, uh, mm-hmm. who's Jared Schuster, who's having a, a, a great spring training. So I tend to look at it that way and just maybe look at more of the individual performances rather than looking at how they're doing overall because I, it means absolutely nothing in spring training. You know. Uh, and, and especially with this World Baseball Classic also going on, you know, you may not mm. get your best guys there at spring training because they may be off somewhere else 
or they may be off getting hurt. Uh, so, um, you know, that, yeah. So I, I tend to just look at spring training a little bit differently. It, it's, and it's almost like the first month or two of the season you don't pay attention to um, just because it hasn't hit yet. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's just trying to get used. And this year they're going to have a full spring training much different than last year where they didn't really have a full spring training. So, you know, this year might be a little bit different. But but it is spring training, and, you know, it's almost over, too. We've got, what, maybe two weeks left into the season is in the spring. Uh, yeah, like the thir- end of this month. Because uh, I think exactly. they can start. I think it's the 30th or the 31st. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I think so, it's the 30th. So, so you're looking at probably another week, uh, week and a half of uh, spring training, and then they'll end spring training, and then they'll go and, you know, report to uh, wherever. And uh, so, anyway, I, you know, it's it's the, it's the final, I guess it's the, the, the final countdown before we get started with the regular season, and that is what I'm looking forward to. You mentioned Jared Schuster. Another name that I was going to bring up is Dylan Dodd, another left-hander who's pitching yeah. really well. Yes. And I think those two, you know, could come out of, from training getting the, the third or the fourth and fifth spot because they sent Bryce another shocking or I guess not shocking but um, su- kind of surprising uh, fact to come out of spring training is that Bryce Elder and Ian Anderson are, were sent down to Triple A. Yeah, and I think you know the only so there's a couple ways to look at that, and I've been thinking about this over the about the last week when I when I found out that Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder were going to be sent down. Uh, you know, Ian's first outing was not very great. Uh, yeah. He had to end up having a, a couple of good outings. Uh, it seems as though, you know, your your kids like Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd have had very consistent spring trainings, uh, so they're going to they're gonna stay. But the thing about Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder, and you look at it this way, so, you know, if they're going to be competing for that fifth spot, they're not going to be pitching very much over that first week or week and a half. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and sometimes teams will send their guys down to spring training to get a couple of starts uh, in the minors and then bring them back up. Uh, so that way they're still pitching. And then when they need them, they're pretty fresh. So, you know, if you're Ian Anderson or you're Bryce Elder, you look at it that way and think, hey, I'm going down to pitch so that I can keep pitching so that I don't sit for two weeks before I get out there and pitch and then have a terrible outing. So, you know, that's one way to look at it. But, you know, again, you know, we've looked at it. Bryce Elder had a great ending uh, of the year last year. Um, and so, uh, you know, spring training's the time to get going, time to get, you know, time to prove yourself. And I think uh, Schuster and Dodd have proven themselves this spring, much like Michael Harris did last year. But look at Michael Harris, what they did. You know, he proved himself last year, and he should have made the team probably coming out of spring training. But what they do, mm-hmm. they sent him back down because they were worried about getting him enough at-bats to be able to uh, function and to be able to play. Uh, And so then, you know, they had an injury, and then all of a sudden they had to bring him up. Well, guess what? He was going to be playing every day and getting his at-bats. And I think that's what they worry about with guys maybe like Bryce Elder, guys like Ian Anderson. They need to be down there pitching. And I think Ian Anderson more than anything needs to be pitching just for his confidence sake. Um because he has been struggling. I think a very talented guy, uh, you know, but he has been struggling. And, and so I don't know where he has lost that magic that he had a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, that, that, that just sending him down to the minors 
just maybe to regain some of that magic uh, might help him out a little bit too as well. And Bryce Elder, you know, right now those two guys seem to be casualties of the Braves having too many pitchers. Uh, yeah, and, I'd agree with that. And that's just something that the draft has done for them over the last few years is they've been able to pick up pitchers. Wasn't Schuster what he's the number one draft pick just a couple of years ago? So, you know, it's almost like, okay, Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder, if you're not going to pitch, get out of the way, uh, you know, because these other guys are coming. So what I hope is this is not a setup or a precursor to, well, you know, much like the negotiations have gone the last two years either with Freddie Freeman or with Dansry Swanson, it's not a precursor to saying, well, we've got enough pitching, let's just let Max Free go. Uh, so I, I hope not because, you know, those contract negotiations didn't get done this off season, And so you're looking at uh, trying to negotiate through the year, which is probably not going to happen. And then at the end of the year, and we know how that's gone because they've re-signed somewhere else because that's happened the last two years. So uh, I hope not. I hope Max Freed, you know, is a guy that they can sign long-term, but it appears you know, with Jared Schuster, you know, maybe being ready. You know, Charlie Morton's probably a guy they're, they're going to pitch. He's probably going to be there one more year. Uh, so mm-hmm. so now you've got room. Uh, now instead of, you know, uh, now you're going to have room for one more guy. Uh, and, and Mike Soroka, is he going to be that guy? Uh, you know, I don't ex- – I really, with the, the kind of the setbacks that Soroka has, I really don't know that he might not be ready to go until the middle of the year. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I, I'm, 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 I'm glad those guys, uh, are going to go down and get some pitching, uh, and get some work, but, but Jared Schuster is a guy that deserves, I think maybe to get that fifth starting spot, uh, and who knows what he can do. And, and with Charlie Morton and his age, uh, and, and, you know, the way pitching has gone nowadays, you never know what kind of opportunities he might get to pitch more or even mm-hmm. Ian Anderson or Bryce Elder to be able to pitch more. It's a good problem to have knowing if one of your starters get hurt, you got a guy like Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder down in the minors that you can bring up and they can immediately be ready to go. So as things look right now, you've got um, Freed, Wright, Morton. Um, Strider. Strider, Schuster, and Dodd. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I'd go with six talk, if I was the Braves. That, that's yeah, me. there's been talk at times of going to that six-man rotation, maybe. Um, you know, just to help. Um, you know, because honestly, and again, pitchers don't pitch enough to be like they do in the old days. And you know, I see all these stories. I get, um, you know, I I seem to either not subscribe or subscribe to some things on Facebook, and I always get, you know, this day in history. And Bob Gibson pitched like 300 innings in one day or something, you know. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I get those uh, on Facebook, the old school, by the way. Uh, and so it's like uh, I, I'm looking at one now at this day in Braves history. Atlanta traded Joe Torrey to the Cardinals, you know. So, huh. um, uh, but, uh, you know, I get those and I see the guys that, you know, he pitched, uh, you know, 10 innings. The starter pitched 10 innings and, uh, you know, who who hears that anymore? You don't hear that anymore. So, no. you know, guys back in the day were built. You know, I was looking at something else, too. Um, you know, Yankee great Ron Guidry, uh, you know, what, a guy that won, what, 27 games one year uh, for the mm-hmm. Yankees. Uh, he was having a terrible spring. And, you know, how George Steinbrenner used to be uh, with, uh, you know, all of his players. He was kind of a, 
uh, a chaotic owner. He would blow up at, at any time because he wanted to see his team win. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he hired Billy Martin, I think, 10 times to be manager and fired him 10 times, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but when he needed somebody that was really fiery, he'd bring in Billy Martin. Well, Ron Guidry having a terrible spring. And so he, he ends up sending it out there that, you know, hey, this is going to affect your contract negotiations. Well, you know, Ron Guidry, uh, you know, one of the best left-handers during that era of, of Yankee pitching, uh, when they were winning those titles back in the 70s and early 80s, <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, you know, you just don't find many pitchers like that anymore. Steve Carlton, you know, Ron Guidry, those guys that are that'll pitch uh, nine innings or ten innings or however many innings you need. So, uh, mm-hmm. in this day and age, pitchers have a tendency to get hurt a lot. So, uh, you know, six man rotation not necessarily a bad thing. And you know what happens at the end of the year? They get tired. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they don't pitch as crisp as what. You know, they, they were in the beginning of the year, or maybe middle of the year. Uh, you know, for me, I want my pitcher hitting his stride and hitting that um, that peak somewhere around end of July, 1st of August. I think that's where pitching, if you have good pitching, I think that's where it takes over. And if you look at last year, guess what? That's where it took over for the Braves. Um, you know, because uh, a guy like Max Scherzer and, and um, uh, you know, Jacob deGrom, they struggled down the stretch uh, for the mm-hmm. Mets last year uh so uh you want that pitching to be hitting that stride end of july first of august and and certainly to start uh you may see a lot of teams go to a longer rotation and then settle back down to a five-man rotation or even a four-man rotation so so certainly those guys i think have a chance to pitch uh and certainly coming out of spring training you don't want to over tax your pitchers already guy like spencer strider who can throw you know 100 100 101 miles an hour you certainly want to don't want to be using him up right in the very beginning of the year. Um, back in a uh, random question, back in the you know the Maddox Smoltz Eleven heyday, um, what was the most wins they ever got in a season, single season? I know uh, Maddox was high up there. Yeah, twenty twenty one somewhere in there, I believe. Okay, uh, that was it. Um, and and I think that just was a product of of um, you know. There, I don't, I, as a matter of fact, I don't know. I, I, you know, you had, um, you didn't necessarily have the greatest bullpen at times, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they were always, Mark Wohlers was a closer, but he was kind of chaotic. And, and they didn't really have, you know, that, um, that closer yeah. guy, um, you know, like Kenley Jansen or somebody like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, those guys, they won 20 games. Uh, no doubt about it, but never got up uh, 21, 22, somewhere in there. Uh, never got up to that 27 mark. That's been, I think, the highest, um, you know, in this modern day era. And you'll, I don't think you'll ever see anybody hit uh, hit that much uh, again. So, but those three guys, but those three guys, and certainly, you know, with this pitching staff, you got. I mean, that's a good problem to have. Uh, you know, with the pitchers that we got, we got five pitchers. Uh, you know, some teams can't even count on three pitchers, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that just goes to show you the drafting department. And, and Smoltz was not a uh, – was not an Atlanta guy, but yet he was thrown in in the, in the Doyle-Alexander trade they made back uh, in the late 80s, early 90s to Detroit uh, because mm-hmm. Detroit was making a playoff run and, 
they needed another veteran pitcher, so they traded for Doyle Alexander, and all of a sudden you get Sean, you get John Smoltz out of the deal. Of course, they signed Greg Maddox, but but Tom Glavin was a guy who lost 20 games in a season, okay? And then he's one of the very few that have lost 20 games in a season and then come back to win 20 games in a season. So, uh, but he was a Braves product, you know, and I think um, during that uh, time with Bobby Cox and John Sherholtz, that, that Maddox, Clavin, and Smokes air turned it around for Atlanta to concentrate a little bit more on pitching. And I think that's why you see where they have found all these pitching, pitching phenoms of late to, to be able uh, to match up to guys like Maddox, Clavin, and Smokes. Nobody will be able to match up to those three guys, but uh, certainly having five guys, I think, like we got this year, maybe even six, maybe even seven, you know, that's, that's unheard of. Um, I know this is probably an outlandish thought, but is there a limit on how many pitchers you can put in a rotation? No, there's not. Uh, but there is a limit to the number of guys you can have on your roster, and certainly, that is true. Um, when you and I, and I always think that you should, um, you know, they may carry an extra pitcher or two. Some some teams have carried twelve pitchers, um, you know, and then that cuts down on your. Uh, number of players available, uh, position players available. Uh, and, of course, with the DH, uh, that makes things a little more interesting because you need that extra player, uh, you know, to be able to, to bat. But, but, no, there's certainly not. But when you do add that guy into, you know, you do go to a six-man rotation, then the struggles begin because you take away a bullpen guy or you take away mm-hmm. a position player because you've added a bullpen guy. So, um, and I think in the early going, you need the bullpen guys too, because you're going to find your pitchers those first few weeks, first few weeks, first month, just going that five innings, six innings, whatever. And then that's it. And then the bullpen. Um, Speaking of, you know, we've, we've, we've harped on the pitching aspect. Let's move over to, the outfield. You know, we yeah. have two spots that are – the Braves have two spots that are definitely locked up. You've got center field with Michael Harris and right field with Acuna. Uh, right. So, shout out to Venezuela, who's playing really well in the uh, WBC, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. Not Edward Diaz, though. Well, I can get, we can get to that later. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's, that's heartbreaking for the Mets. Yes, it is. Um. Yeah. So the battle in left field is still is still pretty hot. I mean, Ozuna is hot, and I don't think I didn't think I'd ever say that. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, I don't know that I would have ever said that either, but I've seen just little inklings of stories over the last um, over the last little bit that said that him and um, you know him and uh, Snicker have been having. Uh, you know, these conversations um, of, this, you know, these little conversations about how he can contribute to the team and how he wants to contribute to the team and how uh, this or that and how he has looked uh, in spring training, um, has, you know, has been very, very good. Maddox, by the way, won 20 games uh, in 92 and 93. Just I was curious to that. So, anyway, sorry. I was just looking that stat up and following my computer. Uh, said, oh, hey, let me give you those stats. Uh, so, anyway, 
Um, Ozuna's looked really well. And, 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 you know, here's the key. You know, they got some guys, you know, from Pilar to, to Rosario to Ozuna. Uh, you know, if you go back, Ozuna, and I've been hard on Ozuna as anybody just because I, I think not from the not hitting the ball aspect, it's just from what he's done off the field. Uh, right. That's where I had the struggle. You know, I, there is never a time where you get behind the wheel of a car and you're driving and you're driving intoxicated. Okay. Right. There is never a time where you hit, um, or quote, if if that happened allegedly, you're you're hitting your spouse or anything like that. There's exactly. never a time for that. Never, ever, ever. Okay. No. So those things, you know, you deserve <clears throat> to take the punishment for. But I also do believe in second chances. Now, mm-hmm. has he gotten a third chance? Yeah, he probably is. And the only reason he's getting a third chance is because nobody else will take Ozuna, by the way, um, because he has that massive contract. Contract, okay? yep. Uh, and so there's no way anybody is going to take him. So I guess in this regard, you might as well use him, okay? And so the Braves are, are, are going to use him. So if he could get back to where he was two years ago, three years ago, well, guess what? Boy, does that make your outfield with Acuna, Harris, and Ozuna. Boy, does that make it deadly. I mean, look at mm-hmm. your lineup with what it would be, uh, you know, with with Acuna leading off. And if you go with Ozzy batting second, let's say you do Ozzy batting second. Um, and then look at who you got after that. You got Riley. You got Olsen. You got um, Ozuna. Uh, who am I missing? Um, anybody else? Uh, then you got uh, Sean Murphy. Uh, then you got Vaughn Grissom. I mean, look at the lineup from – and Harris. You throw Harris in there too. I mean, look at that lineup from top to bottom, and boy, does it look really good. It's you know? loaded. I mean, it's loaded <clears throat> is what it is. And that's mm-hmm. – and that's I, I think, you know, Vaughn Grissom's having a great spring. Uh, but I think Ozuna came in um, maybe a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he came in, I think, in better shape than what he's come in the last few years. Uh, you know, look, before his shoulder surgery, he was a gold glover in the outfield, okay? Um, and I know now he can't he can't throw the ball very well, and that's not his fault, um, you know. But he was a gold glover in the outfield. So if you could get him back to that status, uh, I mean, I, I, I think there's, there's room on there for him, uh, definitely. And, you know, let's see what he can come up with. Uh, let's see what – I mean, because – if he could add something to that uh, fifth, sixth batting spot, uh, you know, he hits around 280, 290 and, and hits 30 homers. I mean, look at what the lineup just does all of a sudden. You know, I mean, it, it all of a sudden turns into uh, a very good lineup. And, I, I, you know, I think with the fact that they're not able to get rid of him, they're going to have to find a place for him, you know, somewhere. You're right, but I have I've watched a I've listened to a few spring training games, and he's been hitting well. But also hitting well is Eli White and Sam Hilliard. They have really they're yeah. really fast and they fast. They're really good defensively, and yeah, it's a tough choice. They they hit the ball really well. So I, I I think you know those are going to be really three really tough choices at in the yeah. in left field. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, by the way, Tom Glavin, 22 games in 1993. So, um, nice. sorry, I'm just bringing that up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think um, you've got choices, okay, and that's a good thing. I don't, I don't mind mm-hmm. choices. And, and a lot of those guys, what you're going to find is Ozuna is going to, 
you know, be out of there in the seventh, eighth inning, whatever, because we're going to go defensively. Uh, you know, Zuna's probably not going to bat. He's going to go against lefties. And one of those guys, maybe Rosario, somebody else going to go against lefties. I'm okay with that. Somebody's got a DH, too, by the way. Uh, Darno's going to, you know, Darno and Murphy, are they going to flip-flop at DH or something like that? So, you know, I think you've got choices, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, and I think every one of those guys make spring training, make it out of spring training. And, and um, you know, you never know. Uh, again, you never know what the choices that you get. And, and you never know those guys, how they play. Uh, if they play well enough, you never know what, you know, you might be able to get for them if you need to trade somebody to get somebody else. Uh, so, you know, you're never going to be able to trade Ozuna. Uh, there's no doubt about that because you still got that contract. So, um, you know, I, I, I like the choices coming out of spring training, by the way. Uh, no mm-hmm. doubt about uh, you got a lot of choices. And, of course, Acuna's playing with the World Baseball Classic. Um, so, at least he's getting into some pressure games as long as he doesn't get hurt. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, of this World Baseball Classic uh, just because, uh, you know, it kind of throws everybody off uh, of their normal routine. Uh, but uh, it's also what it's doing is giving some of these guys like your uh, – like Ozuna and like your Hilliard, you know, Pilar, why it's giving those guys a chance to show what they can really do and a chance to make the club coming out of spring training, and that's that's a good thing. I will actually uh, push back on this. I actually think this is a cool thing. I mean, I, I agree with you on that because, that, you know, it's not, uh, it throws off their system of spring training, but I think it's cool for uh, a vantage point. Like, they get to play for their home country and right. um, yeah, that's, the yeah, competitiveness that's, of it. Right. That's my only thing about – uh, the World Baseball Classic is. My only thing is, how about we play it at the end of the year? Okay. Mm-hmm. How about we play it and and the teams that, you know, it's kind of like, I guess, the Pro Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the guys that make the World Series aren't going to the World Baseball Classic. Let's play the World Baseball Classic right after the season ends, okay? And mm-hmm. the guys that aren't at the World Series or the playoffs or whatever, the other guys are going to go, you know? So, and, <laughs> right. and, and we play it you know, in October, maybe October, November, we play it in warm places, by the way. We're not going to play it in some place in like Chicago in November. I mean, come on. That would be absolutely cold. Uh, you know, we're going to play it on the West Coast. We're going to we're going to play it in uh, – oh, Hawaii would be nice. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're going to play it somewhere warm so, in Florida. So that way, uh, you know, it, it's, still, it's still okay. But that's, that's what I think. Let's play it at the end of the year. Uh, and that way – um, if there is an injury, there is an injury, you know, Edwin Diaz, uh, you know, that's, uh, that, that's, um, you know, what happened to him, that's where I worry. And a guy, you know, like I bet, and right now I feel sorry for Edwin Diaz. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I don't like the Mets. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I feel sorry for the Mets. Uh, and the Mets are going to play on this all year. The fact that they just lost their number one closer. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, Major League Baseball loves this World Baseball Classic, and they want the players to play. But yet, what happens if they get injured in the World Baseball Classic? Who has to pay that salary for them just sitting there? Well, the mm-hmm. team has to pay it. You know, Major League Baseball is not paying that salary, and that's what bothers me about you know, let's mandate those players go play for the World Baseball Classic. No, let's don't if if they don't want to. 
but I, I, I feel sorry. That's my only that, that's my only hold up to the World Baseball Classic is is um, you know, or if you're going to play the World Baseball Classic, um, let's play it in April for a couple of weeks, and then let's start the season later. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe not necessarily push the season uh, back to um, you know November, but maybe let's play less games if the World Baseball Classic's this year. You know, let's play less games and let's start it in April. Because, look, March, let's face it, you know, you start spring training in the 1st of February, and by March you got to be ready to go for the World Baseball Classic. Some of these guys aren't ready to go until the middle of April, you know, the middle right. of the 1st of June, or 1st of May, I should say. So that's my other holdup. Uh, you know, you, you have this spring training that, that you're working so much and working so much to get ready to go for the beginning of the season, and, and then you're asked a month earlier to get ready. Mm. Speaking, so you, you just made me think of a point. Um, I'm going to debate with you. Um, a lot of people that I listen to, they, they would like for a shorter season in general. Would you would you want to stick with 162 even without a WBC season, or would you well, want to go lower? I, I could go um, – I could shorten it to about 145, maybe. 145. You know, let's back it off. I don't mind. I, I wouldn't mind a shorten a shorter, shorter season. Um, I, I 162. Um, I, I, you know, I think more days off would help. You know, last mm-hmm. year they and this year they're going to get more days off, which because of trying to play all the games last year and not getting started until late anyway because they you know, had the strike or what you call, I guess, the contract negotiations. They finally got them done, uh, and, and the labor negotiations got them done and got late started in a spring training, and then all of a sudden you turn around and they get a late start to the season. And so they had to play a lot of games. And, and, and you know, so for me, last year would have been a time, okay, let's cut the games down. Let's only play 145 or 140 or whatever it is, and then, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll move on. But 162 games is a lot. That's a lot. Right. Uh, I, if we're gonna if we're gonna finish up the season in November, now I got a problem with that. Uh, you know, let's well, finish it up middle of October, uh, like you know the baseball, the World Series is the October Classic. You know, um, mm-hmm. now we're playing it in November. You know, they don't call Reggie Jackson Mister November. Uh, Derek Jeter was <laughs> called Mister November because it seems like they were all we were always finishing up in November. But Reggie Jackson was called Mister October for a reason because they used to finish you know, in the middle of October. And right. so if, if, you know, I don't know, I just, I, I just think, and I love baseball to death, but I think in the end, towards the end of the year, baseball is competing with college football, the NFL and whatever else. Uh, so <clears throat> even NASCAR, I said the same thing about NASCAR. I said, you know, maybe we should be done uh, because, you know, going into November is even tougher on NASCAR uh, so mm-hmm. baseball, it's got to be tough as well. Um, you know, let's get this thing done. Uh, you know, let's 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 get it done by the middle of October and, and move on. Well, you know, the reason I brought that up is because you know, college they only play fifty six regular game regular game seasons. Um, right. You get the you get the, the conference tournaments and stuff like that. But then you've got right. minor league baseball. They jump up to one forty, one twenty right. to one forty games. That's a big jump. It is. You know, high school, I think the max games of high school, 36, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, th- 
then you jump to college, as you mentioned, you're playing 50-plus games. And then you jump to the minors, and you're playing 100-plus games. You know, so, right. yeah, that's a big jump. Um, and, and that's why maybe you see some of these guys coming out of – when they come out of, of um, college and they go to the minors and they get hurt because they're mm-hmm. playing so many games. So, I don't know. You know, back in the day when when you used to have your – specialized players in high school and college when they were just playing one sport and that's all they did, uh, you know, you can handle it. But nowadays kids are playing so much. And I'm not so – okay, don't send me anything saying, oh, it's, I love my kid playing all the sports. I love it, I love it, I love it. Well, is that good for them or not? Uh, you know, I had a kid that only played one sport. Uh, I, I know of another kid that, that, I, that I teach him uh, Wednesday night class at church he only plays one sport and we had this conversation and he said, I want to be good at this one sport, you know, mm-hmm. and not have to worry about playing other sports. And I said, well, I said, that's, that's great. Go for it. Uh, I said, there ain't no, nobody telling you, you got to play other sports. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, bodies are tired, arms are tired uh, because, you know, in the, in the baseball realm, let's take a, let's ta- so let's take a kid that is in uh, middle school. Let's just look at a middle mm-hmm. school kid. You take a kid that's in middle school. Uh, now there's middle school baseball, uh, which they're playing, I think, 20. They're playing uh, 10, 15 games maybe, something like that. Uh, but during the summer, they're playing how many games? They're playing 50 oh, yeah. games maybe. Uh, travel so, games. Yeah, travel games. Uh, and then uh, you're going right back. In, so middle school ball, here in Kentucky, middle school, middle school baseball is in the fall. Uh, so huh. uh, high school baseball is in the spring. So it's a little different, I guess. Uh, same way with soccer. Soccer, High school soccer is in the fall. Middle school soccer is in the spring. Uh, so huh. that's I didn't, I didn't the only, that. yeah, that's the only sports that do that in the state. Uh, your golf's in the spring. You know, excuse me. No, your golf's in the fall. It used to be in the spring, by the way. Your golf's in the fall. Uh, you know, all your fall, like soccer, high school soccer's in the fall. Football's in the fall. You know, stuff like that. So, um, so, um, you take a kid who's just come off of 50 plus games during the, during the, uh, summer leagues, which summer leagues get started. I think they've already started. As a matter of fact, uh, I've seen pictures of, of summer of, of kids playing, uh, you know, travel ball already. Uh, so wow. they're starting in February. Yeah. Starting in February or, or first of March. Uh, and in the high school season, doesn't even start till it just started this week. As a matter of fact, the mm-hmm. high school season just started. So, so you get these kids, and they finish up in in August. Some of them are playing travel ball even while they're and they're not supposed to be when they get to high school. They don't play uh, when they play baseball in high school. They're not playing travel ball yet. They're not allowed mm-hmm. to. Uh, but in uh, middle school ball, you can do it. So these kids are playing sometimes playing middle school baseball plus playing travel ball. So look at the, 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 the wear and tear already on those arms and those bodies when they go through that. And then they get to high school and they're playing even more and more and more. It seems to me like kids are playing just more and more. They don't have any rest. Uh, so, you know, that's why I think maybe we should look, Major League Baseball should look at cutting down the number of games just because of the wear and tear that you have over the course of the year. And I'd rather have my guys playing strong at the end of the year instead of being tired at the end of the year. My only thing with uh, playing three sports or multiple sports is it gives your, your body, it keeps your body in motion, keeps your body in like shape, but it 
gives your arm a rest. Like if you're a pitcher, sure, you, yeah. Say you run, yeah. you run cross country or something. It gives yes. you, well, yeah. it gives your yeah. arm a rest. So, so we used to have a football coach. Uh, his big belief was, let's play uh, football in the fall, but I want you running track in the spring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had. We had some great – and Murray I, over the course of the last 25, 30 years, have had some great track athletes. Sebastian okay, Lawrence. That, that have, yeah, that have turned into great athletes in other sports. But he was a big believer in, you know, the, the 100, the 200-meter dash, the relays. We had some great relay teams and won some state mm-hmm. championships, as a matter of fact. And most of those guys played football. Uh, so, uh, but he was a big believer in. He wanted you to play, uh, you know, to be uh, uh, to be football, and then he wanted you in track too as well, because he thought mm-hmm. that would certainly help keeping you, like you said, keeping that motion going, keeping you working out for when football. Now, you know, it's a little different. Uh, the football coach at Murray High now wants you concentrating just solely on football. Um, he's having a bit of a struggle right now with his starting quarterback who just came off of a fantastic basketball season because he's not there and he's not able to work out with all the other football oh. guys. But at a small school like Murray High, you got guys playing other things all the time. Because you need to. Uh, yeah, because you need to, and, and that's fine. Uh, so, you know, our starting quarterback goes from football, goes straight into basketball, basically. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go right out of basketball, basically into spring for uh, spring practice in football and then get going with football again. So, so yeah, you know, but, but this, uh, this, this coach was, uh, you know, Steve Duncan many, many years ago, uh, he was a big believer in, in them at least doing something else in the spring, like track. He was just a big believer in track, which I don't have a problem with. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think that, that part of it gets you ready. But I think nowadays kids are so, it's like I didn't want to push my kid to do anything else. If he just wanted to play baseball, let's play baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we did play summer ball for a little while, uh, but then then we didn't. We stopped. Uh, and so uh, I, I didn't want to push him. If he didn't want to play, don't play. You know, right. so uh, – but, uh, but yeah, you know, I don't have a problem with, you know, the track part of it because I think that's just a different aspect altogether. Um, you know, I, I might have a problem when you go – uh, football, then you go basketball, then you go baseball, you know, because, boy, that, that just a lot of wear and tear on your body. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I was a, just looking at mine, I was a cross-country wrestling track guy. Right. And well, for me, um, I was, uh, it was it was just baseball, tennis. I played tennis, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, when I wasn't baseball and I was playing tennis. Uh, not a, probably the greatest of combinations, but uh, I, I did, and that was my that was my sport. But you know, and I played summer ball as long as I could, um, and then um, you know in the fall I, I marched band in the fall, so uh, that was my exercise. I worked during the cool. summer too. That was my exercise working during the summer. Yeah, I played band. Yeah. What did you play? I played the trumpet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I didn't picture I, that. Yeah, well, we were the um, we joked all the time because we used to call ourselves the backbone of the band. We were it, uh-huh. you know. Uh, trombones would always clash with us because they thought they were the backbone of the band. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I played trumpet. Played trumpet for you know, I played piano. I could play piano and I played trumpet. So yeah. 
Thing, things you never thought you'd hear on the uh, Ethos Sprays podcast. Yeah, you never know what you hear on this uh, podcast. I could go off for for uh, for several hours talking about you know band and the trumpet and the piano. So, but we won't. We digress, right? As we usually <laughs> do. So. Yes, we do. Um, another player battle that it won't become. It won't come to a real battle, but I, I like this. I'm intrigued by this matchup. Um, shortstop. Vaughn Grissom, yeah. <laughs> Braden Schumacher, Orlando Arcia. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Cade Benel's yeah. in. He, he, I, I think what you're going to have coming out of spring training is you're going to have Vaughn Grissom be the starting shortstop. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Orlando Arcia is going to be that guy that um, is um, the uh, backup. Although that's a good backup, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be the guy that's going to be a backup. And look, the way it has gone the last few years, somebody's getting hurt. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the bad part about it. Somebody's getting hurt. Uh, you know, two years ago it was Acuna. Uh, you know, last year uh, it was, uh, you know, Ozzy gets hurt. And so, mm-hmm. you know, any one of these infielder out there, any one of these guys that get sent down to the minors but yet have had – uh, fantastic springs. Be prepared because you may be coming up to play at any time, and and so uh, I think Vaughn Grissom's going to take that over, uh, and I think that's good. And you know the good thing about Vaughn Grissom is he doesn't have to be the star of the show mm-hmm. because we got eight other guys out there that can be the star of the show that people are going to focus on more than mm-hmm. Vaughn Grissom, and I think that's a plus. And if Vaughn needs a rest. We go with Orlando Arcia for a little bit. And I think that's what you're going to see. I think you're going to see Arcia getting some playing time just to give, just to make sure, much like they did with Harris last year. You know, they bat Harris last, uh, you know, let him get his feet wet. And, oh, boy, did he get his feet wet really quickly. Okay. I think that's what you're going to see with Vaughn Grissom. And Vaughn Grissom's already had a taste of what the big leagues can be. You know, working, working with – Ron Washington, I think, in the offseason for, for like three weeks, uh, I think was really, really good uh, because I believe in the defensiveness of Ron Washington, by the way. Yes. I think uh, making sure that guy came back was probably one of the more important uh, things uh, that the Braves could have done. You know, it's like my Cowboys. You know, they haven't done anything in this free agent uh, uh, market except get one guy. They traded for – Stephon Gilmore, and everybody said, oh, you know, and all of a sudden they turn and look, and that's, you know, the biggest, biggest thing that has gone on during the free agent world. I know there's a lot of others, but um, I think Ron Washington making sure he came back was one of the biggest things to happen during the offseason because uh, just because everybody, it seems like, loves Ron Washington and works with Ron Washington and making sure that Ron Washington can keep somebody grounded like Vaughn Grissom is a good thing, and I think that's what has helped Ozzie Albies. Uh, I think, you know, you look at a guy like Dansby Swanson, you look at a guy like Austin Riley. Now Matt Olson is probably, you know, believing in those things. I love going – when we go to games, my son and I, when we go to the games, we sit there and we watch them do uh, drills before, uh, you know, right before the game gets started uh, mm-hmm. during batting practice. And they're over there doing drills, and we just sit there and watch them do drills with Ron Washington. Uh, and and man, it's just fun to watch. You know, yeah, batting practice is fun to watch, but just watch him doing drills. I mean, just watch him teaching. He's on his knees, 
you know, he's 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 slow hitting balls to him, uh, getting them to to short hop and things like that. So, and I think that's what he's done for Vaughn Grissom as well. And I think that will be your guy coming out of spring training. That'll be your starting shortstop. Uh, uh, you know, my wife at times has uh, I don't I don't follow the Braves on Twitter because I don't have Twitter, uh, but she does, and so she'll read me the lineups. And she's like, well, I only know a few of these guys. And Vaughn Grissom's been that guy that she knows, you know, in the mm-hmm. lineup. And she starts reading off all these other guys. They're like, I, who are these guys? And I'm like, honey, they're, you know, it's spring training. These guys, these starter guys don't hardly play, you know. So, uh, but uh, I believe he'll be that starting shortstop. You know, I, much like I think, you know, it'll be Acuna, uh, you know, in the outfield and Harris and, and probably Ozuna. And then you'll have Olsen, Albies. Grissom and Riley, and then Murphy and Darno behind the plate. I think that's what you're going to be coming out of spring training. Max Fried will start the first game. I'm going to say something that might be – well, I'm going to stick with the theme of March Madness and the Cinderella team uh, or the yeah. surprise team. I think yep. Braden Schumacher's yep. got a shot to make the club. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, look over at, so, over well, uh, Arcia. Yeah, well, so – if you look, let's look, let's take Michael Harris last year, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Michael Harris coming out of spring training had a shot to make the team. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't. And they sent him down just because, and the reason they sent him down was because they wanted him to get at-bats. Mm-hmm. They thought he wasn't going to get enough at-bats when he came up. That may be the same case with Shoemate. Uh He may be a guy that has to get sent down just to get at-bats, and then they bring him up. But let's face it. He needs to be ready because over the last few years, there's been injuries, and oh, yeah. you know your one your one tweak or your one twist or you know like Edwin Diaz, your one celebration away from tearing something, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you get to play. So uh, sure, he's got a good shot at making the team, um, and and who knows, maybe he'll go as a utility player. But I think what will end up happening is they'll send him down and they'll tell him go get it back. Go get it bats. Mm. Go get it bats. He'll play well, and then uh, you know, and and then we'll bring you up when that time comes, and you continue playing well. Um, another name is a blast from the past that I, I I really liked him when he was at Atlanta. I don't think he'll be with the major league club much. I think he'll stay. At but Adani Echeverria. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a guy they picked up. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they picked up and I, I think, um, you know, a utility, a veteran guy, I think, uh, certainly can provide a lot to the club. Um, you know, but I think it's one of those things where you, you get, you know, he's got to get out of the way because somebody else is coming, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where the, the struggle is going to be for him. Although, you know, look, you never know. Everybody needs veteran guys, and this team may need a veteran guy, although we got enough veteran guys. But um, you never know. Like I said, Michael Harris last year, you know, look how – what of a great year that he – spring training he had, went down to the minors and immediately came back up. You know, I, I think everybody is – everybody is told be ready to play uh, because mm-hmm. they're – it, there may come a time where you get a chance to play. Uh, and I think that is, you know, that is – just be ready, that's all. Uh, and, of course, he got assigned to, uh, you know, 
got to sign back to the miners uh, as they made. Uh, they were they were cutting down people over the last few days. Uh, you know, you got option there along with Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder. So um, I, the only reason that you'll find a guy like Shoemay, um, you know, maybe even a guy like Schuster, uh, some of those get sent down is because they want to make sure they get enough at bats or pitches to be able to be called right back up to be able to play. And I think that's mm-hmm. why you're going to find guys like Hetcheveria, um, you know, guys like that being sent down because they're not going to get enough at bats to be able to play. Right. Um, as we, if you listen to the show today or this weekend, uh, it's March 17th. Um, the Braves play the Red Sox today in spring training. Um, uh, Schuster is on the mound. He'll start the game. Um, yeah. Uh, no, my phone's. Tomorrow, which is set the March 18th, uh, the pitchers are TBD. They play the Phillies. And then Sunday, the 19th, uh, they'll play the Twins. And yep. the pitchers are TBD. Yep. Yeah, which is pretty much the entire spring training is to be determined, right? Yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. Much. You know, this. Uh, so, uh, as you mentioned, Sunday the Twins, they, and then the, then they play the Rays. Um, Monday the Tigers, Wednesday uh, the Mets, Thursday uh, back to the Red Sox on Friday, um, and then uh, Twins again next weekend. Twins in a doubleheader. Pirates, Red Sox. I'm looking on down here trying to see when this thing's uh, getting close to an end. Um, uh, so um, it looks like. Um, you know, what well, we open up with the Nationals. Uh, so, it looks 30th? like the Red... Huh? On the 30th? Yeah, on the 30th. It's a, it's a, a, a weird... No, it's not. Sorry. Um, yeah. It's a weird Thursday game off Friday, um, play Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I've always wondered why they do that. I don't either. That's weird. But um, but anyway, they're in. They end with the Red Sox on the 28th, and then they open up with the Nationals on Thursday, March 30th. That's an afternoon game. Mm-hmm. You know how much I feel about afternoon games. Um, and then uh, Saturday uh, afternoon as well, Sunday afternoon, and then go to uh, then we play the Cardinals uh, in the yeah, early going. Yeah, so, uh, the gate. Yeah, so, you know, the schedule is going to be interesting because I think they're trying to play every Major League Baseball team. I think that's what they've gone to, uh, you know, less teams within your division, which I don't know that I – now, you're going to play the majority of games in your division, but there's less games, I think, in your division. uh, But you're going to try to play everybody, uh, which Mm -hmm. I think is going to – ambitious, fun. uh, You know, if you want to see, you know, your favorite teams, that should be fun. But, um, you know, I want to see us playing divisional teams. Uh, But – uh, you know, the first month, yes, we are going to get the Mets, you know, the first uh, in, in April. Uh, so that's at the end of the year, end of the year, end of the month. Sorry, I'm thinking ahead already. Uh, way oh, too much ahead, aren't I? Uh, so, yeah. but, but you're going to find the Astros, you know, playing the Astros, you're playing the Padres, you're playing the Royals, uh, the Reds. Uh, so uh, an interesting lineup to open up with. That Padres team, boy, that should be uh, an interesting team. Uh, as well, uh, because oh, yeah. they've got uh, they've got uh, a good amount. Uh, I don't look for some big things coming for the Padres in the early going, 
they got a lot of guys that can hit. Problem with the Padres is, do they have anybody that can pitch? Okay, that's going to be their struggle down the stretch. I think is who's going to be able to pitch. But it looks like a very, a very good opening month schedule for the Braves, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't wait for it to start. And that's uh, was it two weeks from yesterday? Is that when it starts? Yep, two weeks from yesterday. Two weeks from yesterday. They go from the so, warmth. They go from the warmth of Florida to the frigid uh, yeah. Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that should be uh, should be fun, shouldn't it? So, uh, yeah. yeah. But hey, you never. Hey, listen, you never know about the weather. Okay. No, uh, you don't. If, if you're in Kentucky, we always joke because you could have four seasons in one day. Yep. Me uh, too. And so, um, you know, you never know about the weather, and it could be sunny and uh, 65 in D.C. by the time. You know the Braves uh, get there. <laughs> like that weekend, we come up there. It was miserable on Friday, and then Saturday morning it was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. Uh, we've had a, a roller coaster here uh, for this past week. It's been uh, it's been cold again, and then it was warm yesterday. It was uh, 65. Uh, mm-hmm. It's cold again today. The wind chill, I think, uh, is going to put us down into the teens tonight. Ooh. Yeah. So if I didn't, and and in the landscaping world, uh, so if I didn't have anything that was dead after we had the extremely cold temperatures that we had back in December, if I didn't Mm. have anything that was dead then, now it'll be dead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Anyway. (laughs) There's your your Braves weather report. There you go. Yes. Weather report brought to you by nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Um. That's about all I had in closing. You got anything else to add before we get out of here? I don't. I'm looking forward to this season coming up. It should be fun, and uh, I can't wait. And I think, uh, you know, we've got ourselves in position for another great year, and I I can't wait for the playoff run uh, when it comes time. Well, you saw the first – okay, I'll go over this, and then I'll get out of here. Um, You saw the first uh, month of the schedule. Is there a game that you would want in Atlanta? Um, yeah, yeah, I could go, well, look, hey, any, any time you could, you know, see the Mets, uh, that would mm-hmm. be good. Um, uh, it's not the Padres. Probably if I was going to go anywhere, it'd be the Padres. Nice. Uh, just because I think they, um, you're, you're looking at a very good baseball team down the stretch. That will be, that will be a, a definitely a Western, uh, Western uh, di- you know, divisional uh, winner or could be a winner. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would definitely take the Padres being able to watch. Other than that, that's about it. Um, and, and I say uh, the Mets are not – Mets are – they actually go to New York, I think. So, um, in that Where's time, the Cardinals? So, is it at home or is it in St. Louis? Oh, you uh, hold on. I think they're in St. Louis. Hold on. You asked that question. Let me go back up and find it. Do, 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 do. Give me a minute. Slow computer. Uh, they're in St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, that's that's close odd. to you. Well, it, you know, it, yeah, it is close. Uh, three and a half hours I can be in St. Louis. Not bad. Um, you know, I joke it, uh, it's, it would have been over my son's spring break, but it's not uh, because uh, his spring break is next week because it's college. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my daughter and his spring break are next week. Uh, you know, fortunately, my daughter's in Ireland. Uh, so oh, wow. I, uh, I remember we, that. 
which is kind of funny because, you know, when we're recording this, it's St. Patrick's Day and she's in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, she's, yeah, but their spring break is next week. So, you know, you don't get a chance to go and, and watch last year, spring break. Uh, we ended up going and watching uh, the opening weekend in Atlanta and getting them see their getting a, getting them um, uh, watching them get their rings. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, that was kind of fun, but not this year. So, anyway, we'll find time to go. But if I was going to a game, it would be the Padres because I think they have there a fantastic go. team. Yep. Yeah, they do. Yep. Um. Well, guys, thanks for listening to us. Uh, ramble on about the Braves and the weather and Ramble, stuff. we do best, by the way. <laughs> That's what we do best. Um, yep. You can find the show at Ethos Braves on Twitter. Um, you can find me at F3 Motley Crew on Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook at John Robert McKay. Jeremy, you're on Facebook, the old school Facebook. Yep, the old school Jeremy Bell. That's what I am. <laughs> and you can find this podcast on any listening platform, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, Apple, um, and all the other platforms that I'm not sure about. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. And as always, go Braves. Go Braves.